Big Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. How did you like last week's episode on UFOs? I thought it was kind of a like departure for us, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a productive conversation. It's really the only time I've heard that topic discussed in that way on a podcast. Not to get too high on our own supply, oh. but I think we did a pretty good job of addressing most of the questions around UFOs. Yeah, problem solved. Yeah. So with that, <laughs> I think we're on to the next thing, right? So um, I have a working theory, and I'd love to run it by you. Okay. I would love to listen. Excellent. So the FBI, for those of you who have not been following along since... Uh, our government Email body inspectors. Yeah. So for those of you who don't have the t-shirt from Panama city beach, <laughs> it's female body inspector. The FBI has claimed that they have since recovered the Bitcoin that was extorted in the pipeline hack, which has forced everyone to be a bit more weary of Bitcoin, which is exactly what they would want to happen. And a lot of folks are questioning how they were able to recapture something like that without having the private key. And it seems like they likely do have the private key. But if that's the case, how would they obtain something like that? Maybe because they have the inside scoop, maybe because there's a mole, or maybe because the FBI did the hack in the first place to only give back the money, create fear, uncertainty, and doubt, Mm -hmm. and continue the narrative around the instability and insecurity of Bitcoin. Thoughts? Well, I... Yeah, so most likely, uh, I would say just from the track record of our uh, in- intelligence agencies, uh, maybe the CIA stole it, right? And then the FBI recovered it. That way, there's some plausible deniability there, right? It's not a direct link. Um and we have a couple of South American countries that have the governments have decided to accept Bitcoin just recently. Uh, post, yeah, post this happening. So we have two incredibly government connected incidents to discredit Bitcoin happening right before. 
these governments in South America decide they're going to accept Bitcoin. And um, I don't see why the government would want that to not happen in these countries to make their, you know, the impoverished more wealthy. And because we have a great track record, our government in South America of helping those people and lifting them up, don't we? Yeah, for just eight cents a day. <laughs> right. And when you say lifting them up, you mean literally holding starving children next well, to yeah, you have for to, the camera. Right. So you can pull the, the, well, if the kids are on top of the silver that we need to get out of that country. You have to move them you, somehow. You have to pick the kids up to get the silver out from underneath them. Um, so, and then you just put them back down in the hole. Um, yeah. So you know, we've been manipulating the currency in South America and robbing those poor people blind for many, 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 many years. Pretty much the, the once we were a country with a federal government um uh hamilton he's one of the first that started doing it uh manipulating currencies in south america to make himself super super rich see he doesn't get enough credit for that he doesn't for pioneering that space right um so I mean, I'm not trying to cut this episode short at all, but I'm sold. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, you got it, everybody. Uh, no debate here. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you would have to figure out who did it. Third party agency, not affiliated with our u.s government at all would have to show me proof that somebody else did it besides our government and i'm gonna do my own research and check that out before i jump because this is just textbook government manipulation this is this is donald trump not wanting to or wanting to not do shit in Syria anymore, right? And let's fake a chemical attack and show kids and actors, you know, dying in a hospital. That way Donald Trump will bomb more poor people in Syria, right? And then we then we find out, oh, you know, after he's already bombed the shit out of all those people. This was fake, right? And then why would they stop doing it, right? Elon Musk, he's, he makes money off of uh, government credits, right? Because they don't make anything on Teslas. They make it on the, the carbon credits by selling carbon credits to companies who couldn't meet the carbon level, like Chevy, Ford, whatever. That's their profit margin. Um, 
So all they have to do is say, hey, look, we're going to get rid of those carbon credit things, right? I mean, he knows how much his whole wealth is determined by bureaucrats, right? So if they say, hey, this Bitcoin thing needs to be, he's like, oh, I will never support it because they're killing which was dumb. Why would the Tesla be like, oh, it's using too much power because I don't know if you, you know anything about those Tesla charging stations, but the cables pulling power into those things are monstrous. I know because I've installed them as a, when I did cell tower work, that's the kind of companies that they would hire to do these things because they deal in extremely high voltage DC power. And there's not a lot of people who are certified in really high voltage DC power, but cell techs are right. So anyway, um, yeah, so, those things just suck the shit out of power. There's, there's no mining or, <laughs> you know, wait, so setup that's doing that. So, so you're saying that he is, downplaying the amount of power consumed by Teslas and kind of highlighting the power consumed by Bitcoin mining because he knows because he was bread told is buttered. To. Yeah, he was told to. I, I guarantee you there was a meeting. We need to do something about this Bitcoin thing. And he was like, well, you know, I'll make it kind of, I'm getting some money off this Bitcoin thing, but I'm getting a lot more money from the government. So, <laughs> all right. How much do I have to discredit them? You know, and they talked about it. And he was like, all right, we're no longer accepting it because it's bad for the environment. You know, that was his, I'm sure they didn't think about it too much because it was just like, oh, he's Tesla. So he thinks about the environment. So we'll go with power, right? And not thinking it's Tesla. They use more power than the mining shit, but whatever. Well, it's probably easy to obscure, right? Because you can say, well, yeah, the Teslas take a lot of power, but they take a lot of power so that they can move people and things and goods across the country as opposed to create a digital currency. And you know what? You know, the power that Bitcoin actually takes is government power. That's what they're worried about. Ooh. That's good. Mm. That's good. So for those of you enterprising young individuals out there who make bumper stickers, you just got to a freebie there. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a have a nice day right there. Yeah, it doesn't have to be limited to bumper stickers. You can put this on your uh, Jeep wheel cover. Mm -hmm. uh, you could put that on, of course, a t-shirt, uh, which we'll have for sale at Porkfest. Mm -hmm. A mildly autistic guy jogging across the country. Yes. Oh, and NASCARs. 
That's right. Uh, which is going bankrupt, I think. So, uh oh, all the woke stuff in it is just—it's too much. It's bad. I love NASCAR myself. I love all racing. It's not just NASCAR. It's you know, well, because you're not racist, you like all racing, right? <laughs> but you can't watch a NASCAR race pre-race, and you can't watch the post-race because it's just. Tons of woke shit. And don't even let it get rained out. Because while they're waiting on the rain to stop. It's just shoving woke stuff down your throat. I wasn't aware of this. Is Has NASCAR gone... Ultra woke. Really? Yeah. That's surprising to me, given their demographic. They're going bankrupt. Hmm. So I mean, the power of government, surprising. yeah, the power of government in corporate America is strong. If they can push everybody to go this woke path, knowing that like I'll get bailed out if I make the government happy, right? So I can make the riskiest decisions I want because if I ever fail, I'll get bailed out as long as I push their agenda. It is so powerful that NASCAR, who demographic will not follow them down this path, went, I'd rather go with the government than our fans. What is their end game? Because if their fans don't follow them down there, it's not like their JP Morgan or something like it, what sort right. of security do they hope to have? Well, I can imagine that most people uh, execs at NASCAR have ties to a lot of these other big business sponsorships and whatnot. And if NASCAR goes under, so what? As long as like, you know what I mean? As long as they, stay on top with whatever, right? Or will NASCAR go under? Will it just be a government-subsidized sport? I don't know. I mean, they they do run on corn. You know, they're ethanol now. So, I mean, it smells like absolute shit when you go to a race now. That stuff is awful where it used to smell great. The leaded gas was just the best smell ever. I have those candles. I have leaded, leaded gas scented candles. That's <laughs> how much I love that smell. <laughs> Who makes those? Because while we're talking about being, you know, label whores, we should go ahead and call out the brands that produce. I don't know who made them. I bought them at, at Summit Racing, though. So. All right. We got them in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, Summit, anything performance oriented. Right. And, of course, your candles, apparently. <laughs> but. Olfactory performance. Right. So. Where was I going with the woke shit in NASCAR? How did I get there? 
We're talking about government corruption. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how it got there. Yeah. It kind so, of permeates everything. Yeah. So the power, the, when, at some point when you get big, big enough or whatever you, you aren't, you don't remain a private company. Um, you, you're big enough. You get threatened. Um, social media, whatever you're going to go with our agenda. We, you know, Oh, you did the right thing. Now you've got a government contract for military drone control development and whatnot. Facebook, right. Or, um, uh, Amazon, we're going to, give you a contract to store all of our uh, intelligence agency information on your servers. Amazon. Uh, what's Google? Google is GPS guided missile. Um, yeah. GPS gui missile guidance is one of their big government contracts. There's no private company that's paying them any of those companies enough to compete with the government. Government's paying them the biggest contract they have. You're second to that. It's like if you hired a house builder, but he's building an entire neighborhood right now. And you're across town. He's not gonna be focused on you if you are not his priority right so without the threats you're still not going to be his priority and then they have the threats like not only can they take back their contracts on whatever right or not give them new contracts or whatever they can they could take regulations away so competition could start competing with them or they could uh, that's not their first move but i'm saying like there's all different things they do to these they threaten to do to these companies uh, that was this is the least that's the only thing that i could think that they could do that wouldn't be evil would be take you know let competition run but um, they can threaten to do all these things to these companies. These companies have it good. They're not going to rock the boat. Like they, they know it's evil. They probably uh, get annoyed by it and bitch about it in their little private meetings. Like, God, government bureaucrats, they always, they want, you know, 7,000 pieces of paperwork and then they want to tell us how to run our business. You know, I'm sure they bitch about it behind the scenes but they do it so when you hear like uh zuckerberg likes this tech podcast or this tech program he listens to this tech program i heard that commercial on the 
my podcaster not that long ago. And, you know, you have to go, oh, that's propaganda. Because, for one, he wouldn't be promoting a tech program that would give you, as another tech person, an equal playing field as him. He's not learning something on this tech program that he doesn't already know. Because why would he promote it if it was going to give you an equal, in any form or fashion, an equal playing field to him? He would not. So it's propaganda. It's last week's shit. It's or whatever, right? It's he tied his name to it. It's probably CIA approved propaganda tech program if he had tied his name to that commercial. So well, there are there are too many things that could go wrong when you have that much power. And I think this is what We, we've been talking a little bit about this uh, in, in, the, in the left inner circles. Um, a, lot of my, a lot of my friends have been talking about the billionaires and their tax documents, quote unquote, leaking. I don't know if you've seen this in the last few days. Um, Not at all. But the... There are, there are a handful. I think, I think Bezos is among the list as well. And whether this is a legitimate leak and tax documents have been pushed out or this is very much an orchestrated plot really doesn't matter because we still have it all wrong. But our instinct of going after these billionaires it's because you know you look at jeff bezos or whoever and you say oh no one person should have that much money because no one person should have that much power like those are where our instincts go like this really jealous place but it's also something where we're weary of one person kind of wielding this power over essentially a country um so that's kind of where we stop. We don't take that all the way and realize, well, why does that person have that power? And it's and not what game because are they playing and why are right. they playing it? Right. It's, it's not because, oh, that person has power because they're taking advantage of warehouse workers or they are gaming some union system or their dad was wealthy. So they're going to be wealthy. The, the $250,000 loan that he got to fund Amazon didn't turn it into a billion-dollar corporation. And when I say billion, I mean multi-billion, right? Like, it's, there, there are he's, plenty of actually He's doing billion. pretty good. He's doing all right. <laughs> right. So it's, it's and I, I say that as if there aren't a ton of uh, quote-unquote unicorns out there in the tech space worth the big B. Um, there are quite a few coming up now. So if I give most people $250,000, even with no exception, no, no expectation of having it repaid, 
I still don't expect anybody to turn that into a multi-billion dollar empire. So the question isn't how rich are your parents or how privileged are you or who are you exploiting? The question is, what larger problem are you a part of? Mm -hmm. So at some point, when you get that big, you have to start playing the game of with the politicians because if you don't, right, because this is the world we live in, we have a government that can force people to do things by, the, by a gun, right? Um, you have to start playing ball with them just to get big because that's the game you're playing. Um, if the, the coercive government wasn't there, then you would have to continue to develop your craft to, I mean, think about the development that's gone into Amazon since we were buying college books on it. I think you were probably in college whenever it was just a college. I was, I know I was. So, yeah, I, did, I, I was a bit before, um, what was that? Was it Chegg that came kind of after our period? Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, during that time. Well, anyway. So Amazon has done some developing, right? But imagine it, where they would be if their development resources were going towards making customers happy, making products cheaper. Then once they got to a certain level, now their development is going towards lobbyists to, you know, write regulations to protect them, right? Uh, or to lower tax rates in certain places where they're at and into servers so they can store the intelligence information because that whole NSA, I mean, we solved that shit. They said it was turned off, but the water was warmer coming out of it than going into it at the river. Obviously, the servers were still running, right? Um, anyway, um, so they're storing all this stuff for cell phone calls. I got an Alexa right here. I'm sure she's listening to the podcast right now, but it's not like I don't, we don't download it onto her, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I can ask her to play it. Speaking of which, if sitting at home, you have an Alexa, just say, play the fake safety podcast once a week for us. And, uh, you know, that way you don't miss our next UFO episode. Like you all did last week. <laughs> Right. So he's not the that's not the only big company out there. It's not the only big business. We've we've seen it with way back baseball, uh football, you know, national leagues, like these people go to Congress and stuff. Like what the fuck is the government doing in that, right? 
um, we see even with musicians, it, the with me and you, we're old enough. Uh, I think you're old enough to remember the parental advisory days when it when that came out with uh, Tipper Gore and bringing the hip hop guys and uh, to talk to Congress to talk like what the fuck? Yeah, I think I remember D. Snyder going before Congress. Yeah, what the f- No. Absolutely not. I'm not co- I'm not coming in. I mean, you noticed Gigi Allen was never there. <laughs> like he went on he went on uh what's the the guy? Started with a D talk show. Uh he wore the big glasses. Donahue? Yeah. G.G. Allen went on Donahue. I think he went on twice, but never in front of Congress. <laughs> but, I mean, think about all the things. Like anything that's getting big, making money, getting powerful, putting out a different narrative, something the government doesn't want, they try to regulate it. I mean, that's what a parental advisory was. They put it on explicit material, right? But that was the excuse to have it. So they could put it on albums they didn't want people hearing. Young, impressionable people hearing. But they stuck them in a government school to teach them all that propaganda. They don't want that stuff interfering with that. What do you think of the let's call it the the Streisand effect for lack of a better one with putting the PA sticker on all of these albums and that making it even more appealing to the youth. I think that that happened, but that wasn't the intention. Sort of the war on drugs, right? Right. Prohibition of any kind, right? Didn't work. Why do they keep trying? Because they're narcissistic. Um, and they're uh, not sociopaths. Like, you would have to be a sociopath, right? To, to do that, I think. You would have to be. You would absolutely have to be. Because... For you to be able to sleep at night knowing that you have allowed that to happen, let alone been part of orchestrating that, you have to have something wrong with you. That must be why there's such a high percentage of diagnosably sociopathic people in government. So... Seems to be a common trait with them. But at least they're sleeping at night. At least they're sleeping. I do worry about them. Nope. So what are we getting at with today's episodes? So is women are equal to men. 
if she says back off. <laughs> right. No, what we are getting at today. We like to do these little inside jokes for pre- people who listen to every episode. So maybe you should try it. Um, <clears throat> Alexa, play the fake safety podcast. <laughs> Watch her start doing it. It's not big safety, lady. <laughs> so, at least we know that the transcripts that they're saving, they're not right. She did not hear you correctly. So, um, I think what we're trying to get to here is that if we go back to the initial theory, the conspiracy theory, right? Of the FBI, Bitcoin, all of this. And again, I'll just state this just to clarify our earlier position mm-hmm. on your requirement for needing evidence. Uh, it's not just needing evidence that it's not the FBI, needing evidence that it's not the government, because it could have been the NSA hacking and then the CIA taking the Bitcoin and extorting it and then the FBI recovering it. So and the CIA could have been doing it. Any They could have been undercover doing it with an actual criminal, giving him the money that he's thinking he's with a real criminal, you know, not a CIA person. Then the FBI arrests that criminal takes it back. I mean, that's how they do these things. They they try to make it non-traceable, right? right. So they'll have an under, undercover person with an actual criminal. Like they do with terrorists today. Like somebody who's really pissed off at the government. <laughs> I can think of a couple. Yeah. Um, and then you just give them a tractor. Right. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. They just they'll they'll get with that person and then they'll be like, you know this person oh, blah, blah, i hate the government and then they meet a steven steven like the uh alexa wonderful. play steven by kesha <laughs> but steven's like i know how to make a bomb and i know where they're vulnerable and then you know, dude who's pissed off at the government's like, oh, I don't know about that. He's like, oh, yeah, well, read this book, read that. They know the books that'll p- radicalize you. And then next thing they know, they get you all pumped up. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then they put you in jail and they're like, oh, I saved the world from a terrorist attack. They justify themselves. And I think that's why it's incredibly likely that this conspiracy theory that we've been workshopping here today is likely true. But it also sounds like the lesson here is that even if it's not, it doesn't matter if they did it or some company that they are in bed with did it because... If you're storing your Bitcoin on something like a, let's say a large company that says that they have your wallet and will store your Bitcoin for you, 
as a service or you buy and sell your Bitcoin on that as a service, but you don't have your wallet and you don't have the keys, well, that is not your wallet. Yes, you're at risk. So I understand the convenience of it and I don't even say don't do it. I just say you have to vet and understand what you're doing. You can't, this isn't a game. You're using currency that the most powerful government to ever exist doesn't want you to use or even to be on this planet. It doesn't want it here competing with its currency. It's bread and butter. This isn't a game. You have to understand what these people are willing to do to make sure that you don't, that this doesn't ruin their, their matrix. We're all their battery. And they don't want that to stop. And Bitcoin is a serious threat to that. So maybe in a day that the government isn't so powerful, we won't have to worry about these things as much. And we can be a little more relaxed in our security. But we're not, we're not protecting you against your neighborhood house thief, your door kicker. This is the most advanced government, biggest, most powerful, most evil. Government to ever exist. So. Just understand you're not you're not playing again around with this game. I, I want you to fight. I want you to use Bitcoin. I want you to defy, uh, defy every rule, every suggestion the U.S. government tells you. You know, minus just don't hurt people, innocent people. You know, that's the whole reason we don't like them. So just be careful, guys. It's... uh. I understand I even use some of these wallets um, with certain programs because it's just easier. But that doesn't mean that I don't try to cash out and convert it into or put it somewhere else, you know. I don't just leave it there, right? Or it's not like a, a stock trade of Bitcoin that I'm doing. But I don't even say don't do that. Do that if you if that's what you think's best. That's what that's what the free market's for. It, we need to come up with a free market solution to kill this government. And so, for those of you who think that this is in any way pointing to the vulnerability of Bitcoin or just the idea of the blockchain, know that this instead solidifies how secure the blockchain is and how vulnerable people and governments are. Right. And any company that chooses to work with them. 
Absolutely. That's exactly what this exposes. So just, you know, just continue to fight it. I mean, Bitcoin is not going anywhere. It's not, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I'm not even a, not a financial advisor, but like I am. It's not even that Bitcoin's bet getting better or is even the most amazing thing ever. There's a lot of things I don't like about Bitcoin, mostly with just we haven't developed software, uh, at least convenient enough at this time to make it just something you just deal with every day, right? But it's partially because we're trying to hide from the government because the government's trying to destroy it. So probably not even partially. That's probably the main reason why we're not there yet. Um, but just hold on, you know, it's going, it's going the right direction. Eventually people are going to, the mainstream people are just going to be in it because that's what you do to have money. And then, you know, the the beast will, if not starve to death, become anorexic, like a supermodel. Oh, Naomi. That's a uh, biodome reference for all you young folks. Or Polly Shore, who I believe is actually listening as well. Oh, yeah. Every episode, he gets all those inside jokes. Actually, I think Steve Baldwin might be a legitimate listener. Is that the is that's the Baldwin that uh, ordained, right? The preacher man now. Yeah, he's not the son of a preacher man. He is a preacher man, but he was in right. Biodome with Pauly Shore. Right. But he's a preacher man now. Yes. Do we know what denomination? Mm, let's hope libertarian. So Stacy Abram came on my YouTube feed today. Well, the YouTube can't figure me out. So she was saying uh, how we need to just, yeah, uh, the Republicans are putting together legislation fast, rapidly putting together legislation to uh, racist legislation to stop minorities from being able to vote. And we need to come together to fight this. And I was like, oh, didn't you guys win all the elections because of those black duffel bags? So, like, what are you worried about? How many Republicans are putting together legislation? Not many of them. Yeah, but we want votes to come from black people, not black duffel bags. Does Stacey Abrams want that? I doubt I don't it. Think she cares. But, um, yeah, that was funny. I was just like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not defending Republicans in a lot of the shit they do, but I'm also not 
okay with telling people that black people are too dumb to get an ID. I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm not okay with her saying it just because she's black. Oh, I could say it because I'm black. I don't think that's one of the things. <laughs> like, you can't be like, black people are inferior and stupid and they can't get IDs. And then you're like, well, it's not racist because I'm black. But she's government, is what she is. She's yeah. Democrat government. She's government to the level that she thinks that Democrats and Republicans are different. Like she hasn't made it. They haven't let her into that next tier yet. She you hasn't proved I mean? herself. She hasn't like shot the guy yet. Yeah. Prove well, she hasn't fucked a child, I don't think. Maybe she has, but like if she has, they haven't filmed it. They don't yeah, have it. I haven't seen head. the VHS tapes in the collection. Right. So, um, so yeah, she is not up there yet. So she doesn't realize that they're, they're the same. They're on the same side. So she's, but they use, they, they like that because they need people like that to create the illusion. Right. So. And they, they just feed her a bunch of one-liners and she's too stupid to get an ID so she doesn't know any different. It's a trap and there's no comfort in it.